0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Another episode, episode five of the Highly Taken Podcast. And here I am, David secret back again from Tallahassee, Florida.
1: Christian Smith, back at you from Wilmington, Delaware. Hey, Nick Smith, back here in Jacksonville.
2: Let's get it, guys.
0: All right, we have a special guest today. You know him from iRoboLeg. Um, he was actually voted the number one shiniest head in all of Maryland. Um, he has Will Smith coming in from... Um, I guess, what, what, what do you call it? Is it Rise and Sun, Cecil, whatever, Elton? I don't know where necessarily. Elton, Kentucky, okay. whatever you
3: want to call it. And yeah, my yeah, head yeah. used to be shiny. It's, it's not as shiny today. You gonna... you have
0: a light lit up right above it. That's This
3: is yeah. your fault.
0: Yeah, right, right <laughs> on it. You're
3: looking like Mr. Clean right
0: now.
2: On I got
3: I gave you the North Star. <laughs>
0: But all right, I guess to start off things today, uh, we're going to do our Dubs and Chugs Punishment segment. Um, As you guys may know, all five of you who watched this past week, that we do pick about nine baseball games and do a tiebreaker. At least we're supposed to do a tiebreaker. Whoever uh, wins that um, is fine. Whoever loses has to chug um, a giant drink. Um, But I guess before that, we should start with uh, our guest has to challenge Nick in a drinking race.
2: Not challenge. What we're going to do... Yeah, we're not doing a challenge. What we're doing is we both we both drink. You guys are going to write down what our set like how long it takes us to drink, um, and then each guest we have, we're going to do that, and then we're going to do you know the top five and rankings and see how it ends up at the end of the end of the year.
3: Hmm. Well, all right. So I mean, this pay park can't pay anymore. We
0: got it. I'll pay. I'll pay attention to Nick uh, Christian. You pay attention to your father. By the
2: way, Christian acted like I didn't put a 12 ounce drink in this. This is a big cup, so I added probably another five ounces. It actually um, looks
3: like moonshine. Hey,
2: yeah, you know it what? Looks... It's because it's that mason jar. All right, all right. Let me know.
1: All right, David, you good? You yeah, I'm good. All right, mm-hmm. on your marks, get set, chug. Oh my god! Yeah, Nick, Literally. Yeah, right. that was. Oh
0: That's my gosh. I got you at uh we got to have five point one seconds. Give or take some uh some air there or some stream got, delay yeah, as well. Eight
1: point two seconds.
0: Yeah, there's I no way that was eight
1: point two seconds.
0: You took a little you took you took pretty long, dude. don't oh, know. I thought that was I, I, I think it's harder to chug.
3: Nick, I'm not as good as you get my throat opened up. it
2: takes practice to be as good as i am but to be to be honest i'm not used to this so it's a little (gasps) different
0: a little difficult i like Um, to think the whole water polo team
2: but (laughs) so we'll get right into it um we'll go ahead and do our dubs and chugs i do want to say after looking at it you guys picked almost the exact same team's the entire weekend.
1: I would like to so, say quick. I, I'd like to say real quick though, I gave all of my answers first before David gave any of his.
0: Well I, I have mine written down in an outline. <laughs>
2: I'm just throwing I'm just throwing that out there. It was a pretty I, I see what you guys are doing there. Um you know coming tied tied for second place was Christian and I <laughs> four. Uh David won with five um kudos to him getting it right uh the last game my mistake it was Giants versus Miami um but kudos to David he got the score right with seven five I said Giants were gonna lose Christian said Giants are gonna win based off of that I'll take the L on it sucks um but yeah the suspense is killing Christian I can tell you that right now uh, while I'm doing that you guys go ahead and uh do your thing all right, um,
0: all right, So while he's drinking that, uh, we'll start with the AFC East. Um, do we want our guest to go first, or you want to go first, Christian?
1: Now we'll, we'll. Okay, I guess I'll go first. That was yeah, uh, yeah that's true. The we'll Leave the guest for last. righty. So starting off in the AFC East, we're going bottom the top here. Coming in last place in the division, I have the ten and seven Patriots. Patriots, I think they have a bunch of new additions to this team you got uh mike iseki Juju smith schuster james robinson riley Reed, calvin anderson everything on this team is set up exactly how bill belichick wants this team to be set up
2: so hold on are you taking are you taking all of these teams to go to the playoffs yeah
0: but how do all of them go 10 and 7
2: okay no i'm not go ahead go ahead whoo
1: I have – maybe not all of them because I think if New England were to miss, it would be to the 11-5 and five Chargers. Okay. But the team is set up exactly how Bill Belichick wants his team. He has a very good tight end. He's got – he's got serviceable wide receivers at one and two. And he's got a mixed backfield with Ramondre Stevenson and James Robinson. The defense over there is pretty decent as well. But the biggest problem for them is going to be Mac Jones. He was 18th in the league in pass yards last year, 23rd in touchdowns with just 14, and 22nd with 11 INTs. He also missed three games, but I don't think if you change any of that, you're going to see much big jump in the stat line outside of just the passing yards. But I think I think even with a bad Mac Jones or with what we don't know from Mac Jones, it still will leave Patriots to a 10-7 record, and we could see them fighting for a playoff spot in December. Coming in third place in the division, I have the 11-6 Bills. The team didn't do too much to improve the, in uh, their team throughout the offseason while everybody else in this team did. They signed Latavius Murray and drafted Dawson, uh, I believe, what is it? Kin- Kincaid? Is that how we decided to pronounce, right? Dawson Kincaid? Kincaid Kin- K- 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 out of Utah. Yeah. I don't right. think Latavius
2: Murray is over with
1: Miami. Not He's anymore. He's with Buffalo. Did you say Buffalo? I thought you he said
0: Buffalo in third, Nick.
1: Yeah. Put your listening ears on. Time. Yeah. Wow. See, buddy. Listen up, my guy. There's All right, I was about to say. Yeah.
0: You. You've only had one truly, Nick. Come on. <laughs> well,
2: no, I had two.
1: you.
0: I had two. I had two. Oh my
2: God. I'm sorry. I just thought Miami was gonna be there, but okay.
1: True, going to be as good as they have been, led by Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs on the offensive side of the ball, and then superstars on the other side like Michael Hyde, Jordan Poor and Tre'Davious White, who headline a very high quality defense. I think the biggest problem is over here though with Buffalo is that they just had they didn't make a lot of additions to the team. And right now, everybody in the NFL is getting better. Every team is adding more players. Almost every team more or less improved this year. Buffalo was one of the teams I feel they didn't do much to improve the team, and they'll still have a good team with what they have. But because so many other teams improved, I think that's what's going to be their downfall. Coming in at second place in the division, and honestly, I guess you could just call it a tie because I have them, I have all of them losing the same uh, three in division games and winning three in division games. Are the 11 and six Jets? Jets fans, your time that you've all been waiting for is here, and your QB has arrived at 50 million dollars a year, and he'll probably only be here for the next two years. <laughs> And you won't even have a division title to show for it at the end of the day. But you have a very young and very great defense. You have a very solid offensive core led by plenty of talent around the ball with Kenny Walker. I'm sorry, not Kenny Walker, Brees Hall and Wilson over there playing as your wideouts. And now you have Aaron Rodgers in there finally to play as a serviceable quarterback instead of, we all know him, we all love him, the Cougar hunter himself, Zach Wilson. And I think it's just, I think it's about time for the Jets to start making the right jumps in the right direction here. Have them going 11 6, maybe finishing third because the Bills are 11 6. I don't know how we're going to, how it's going to, you know, pan out, how they do all that. But oh, good. I know. I know, Nick. I know you got to love it. And then 12 5 are the Dolphins finishing first place in the division, winning the division for the first time since 2008. The offense is explosive, out of its mind. <clears throat> I think if Tua can stay healthy, everything and they is-
3: still have, they still don't have a coach who's going through puberty yet.
1: Nope. Um, but their coach but their coach is everything to that team. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, think that's do- why I have Miami going 12 and 5. I think, I think the uh, combination between Mike McDaniel and Tua is great as long as Tua can stay healthy. We've seen that offense. They're a top offense when Tua is healthy with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. I expect that to continue. They just added Jalen Rangers to the defensive side of the ball. To go alongside Xavier and Howard. That's gonna be a nasty one-two tandem. You're dumb. But that's who I have finishing first place. So we'll pass that on to David.
2: So before David starts, I do want to say Christian did have the Jets as number five in their powerhouse rank. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, so he, this, maybe he changed his mind.
2: Yeah, I really thought that he was going for them. I I mean, I guess
1: I look, dude, I looked at the Dolphins schedule, man, and I just think the Dolphins are but, hey, you can have a worse record and not be higher on the powerhouse rankings. That's fine.
2: I I, I don't
0: agree with that. But, all right, David, go ahead. All right. So, coming – I mean, this division took huge leaps from, like, last year. Uh, they continued into the offseason, and I was shocked how well this division performed last year as well. I think even without Rodgers adding, they had a pretty good season altogether as a division last year. Um, this, this season's going to be a little bit tougher on them. No, they have to play the NFC East and they also have to play the AFC West, which are two pretty decent divisions in football. So I have in fourth place, New England Patriots going six and 11. Um, I think it's really hard to say that Bill Belichick led team is going to be in last place, but I think just, the division is just too good for them to come in first, second, or third. Um, again, they play the NFC East series. That's so going to be a little bit more tough. I think quarterbacks, the main concern for this team, um, you know, Jones has been, I guess, commendable, but I don't think he's a quarterback that's going to put them over the edge to get them into a first, second, or third place. Um, I think they're even looking to get rid of him or trying to ship him off this offseason, too. So that shows you how much, you know, uh, confidence they have in him at quarterback. The offense isn't lacking talent by any means, though. Um, they have good running backs and James Robinson and Stevenson. Uh, they also have Devontae Parker, Slater, and Juju. And then they have a good tight end core with Giuseppe and Hunter Henry. Defensive-wise, I feel like that's where they're kind of lacking. Um, they have Judon, and I feel like that's pretty much it. And I feel like their secondary is lacking. But shout-out my boy Sean Wade out there in uh, New England. Let's go, Sean. Um, in third place, we have the Miami Dolphins going 8-9. and nine. Um, The big question is whether or not Tua's brain is going to be peace suit by the end of the season. We're not really sure if that's going to happen or not. Yeah. I know that's not much on Tua. It's more on the training staff, I feel, who gives him too many back injuries every time he gets hit. Um, I, I do hope that he can stay healthy, but they do got Mike Mike, ba- Mike sorry, Mike White now as a backup. And unfortunately, they signed rookie James Blackman, who I got to see a lot of at FSU. Um, wasn't that good. Anyway, they have a pre stacked offense as well. They have Jeff Wilson, Gaskin, Mostert, Tyreek, Waddle, and Robbie Chosen. Not Anderson, but Chosen now. Um, they also have Tyler Croft that tight end defensively. That's pretty, pretty good too. They have Emmanuel Ogba, the Jerome Baker, they got Bradley Chubb and they have Xavier Howard and newly added Jalen Ramsey. However, I feel like Jalen Ramsey just hasn't been the same, um, in the, like last season as well. I'm not sure that's because he didn't want to be in Los Angeles or if that's because he is falling off, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to be 12 and five there Christian. um, after that, I have the New York Jets going twelve and five, with a three and three divisional record. Um, Aaron Rodgers, now Aaron Rodgers is a great add-on. Um, they also got and re- went and reunited him with Nathaniel Hackett as well. Um, I feel like it's a big step up from Funner Wilson for sure, and I just feel like this division could be a real one of the best divisions in football just because of some of those additions. Um, luckily they do have, I believe, a third place schedule this year too. So that'll help them in a pretty hard, uh, NFC East and AFC West as their outside divisions they're playing, but outside of quarterback, they are pretty young and they have a lot of good talent. Um, they have Brees Hall and Michael Carter who are pretty good backs. They also have Garrett Wilson, OH coming off a great rookie year. They also have Corey Davis, who is still pretty young. They went out and they have Lazard and Nicole Hardman. I mean, they also have Randall Cobb, which I feel like is not going to make that much of a difference, but I feel like he's a pretty good veteran receiver to have for a lot of those younger wide receivers. Um, they also have Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzuma, which are a great tight end duo. And um, I believe they're balanced, a pretty balanced defense as well. They have and Williams, C.J. Mosley, and Sauce. And I think they can give the bills a run for their money and maybe even win the division. Um, the only issue is they have a very tough beginning of the season. In the first 11 games, they had to play Buffalo, Dallas, Kansas City, Philadelphia, the Giants, the Chargers, Buffalo again, and Miami. So it'll be really hard to start off the season with that kind of schedule and a newly uh, a new team that'll have to build some chemistry beforehand. And so, in first place, I have the Buffalo Bills, also going twelve and five, with the only difference in having a four and two divisional record. Now, again, I just feel like the Jets and Buffalo Bills can just go back and forth. It was really tough choosing between the two. Um, I feel like the Buffalo Bills have run that division for the past couple of years now, but it looks like maybe teams are trying to try to figure them out, or they just can't perform once playoff time comes. Um, the last three years, I feel like they've been Super Bowl favorites at some point and have just you know faltered at the end of the year. Um, since he absolutely dismantled them in Buffalo in the snow and Allen just hasn't performed well when it comes to playoffs, uh, he can do it well in the, in the regular season, but when it comes to playoff times, for some reason, he just shuts down. Um, they're still a talented team. They have Allen, of course, they also have James Cook, Nakeem Hines and, uh, Latavius Murray. Um, and Damien Harris is also there. There's a pretty good running back core. They still have Gabe Davis and Safan, but outside of that, I feel like their wide receiver core, is a little bit lacking. Um, the O-line is also uh, also a question where that can hold. I also have a personal friend there too from elementary school, uh, Jalen Wayne. He went to elementary school with me, one of my good friends, who is uh, Reggie Wayne's cousin, and he's out there. He got signed this offseason, so shout out to him, I guess. And uh, tight end, they also have Dawson Knox, a pretty good tight end. I, yeah, I'm name dropping. That's, uh, that's, that's okay. the only way I can get this out there. Hopefully if I name drop enough, somebody will be like, oh yeah, I remember him. He I love rode the bench it. pretty well. Um, added, uh, they added Dalton Kincaid, which I think arguably <laughs> one of the best tight ends in the draft. And mm-hmm. they still have a pretty good defense, however, I feel like they're a little aging at this point. I mean, you have Von Miller, he's out there, Ed, Ed Oliver's out there, Shaq Lawson, and their secondary still has Poyer Hyde and Tradavius White. I feel like the division is so good now that they have to watch out for the Jets. And I agree, even the Dolphins, although I don't have them winning that much, the Dolphins could. Obviously, come up and uh, surprise some people. Um, again, they play the NFC East, the AFC West, and they also have a first place schedule. So the Buffalo Bills will be put through trials and tribulations this year. Yeah,
2: I I feel like I feel like uh, you you definitely took my script on this. Um, so coming in last place, I have the Patriots at seven and ten. Uh, Belichick. Great coach, we all know him. He makes his adjustments. The question really is Mac Jones, and shout out to Trace McSorley. He could be the starter. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, what I'm looking at is they have Juju and Devonte Parker as their number one and number two wide receivers. That could be good. I don't think Juju's that great. I think I think Mahomes made him look a little better. Uh, but I will say their tight ends, like Christian said. Hunter Henry and Gusecki. I mean, are they trying to make the duo as Hernandez and Gronk? I don't know. If they do that, it could possibly work out. Um, Defense always is going to be decent there. Uh, They they really know how to coach that defense up. Then in third place, I have Miami at nine and eight. Uh, Offense is going to be hard to stop. I mean, if Tua stays healthy, it's going to be hard to stop them. The only thing that I, I have an issue with is their defense. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, he likes to go on teams that win. I just don't know if he picked the right team this time. Um, I don't think the
1: they – Huh? He picked the division winners.
2: Yeah, I, I just don't – I don't think he he can get it done there. Um, You know, does the O-line protect – the concussion Tua uh, over there. I mean, the guy, you know, he, he's out half the year at most, um, or at least, sorry. And then I have the jets at 12 and five, uh, Rogers is going to ball out. I mean, they set him up pretty well. The only issue I have is going into this season, their D or their O line is rated at 28th. Does he have the protection and that that's really what it's going to come down to is, is that protection going to be enough for him? And I really don't think it is now that defense, like David said is looking pretty good. Quentin Williams, part of that defensive line, great player, CJ Mosley last year, seventh in solo tackles had an amazing year. And then sauce Godner, I mean, the, the guy can ball out over there. Then in first place, I have the bills at 13 and four. Um, You know, the line could be an issue, but Josh Allen doesn't have to worry about a line because he can throw the ball from wherever he wants to throw it. Um, Does he eliminate the big-time turnovers? I don't know. That's what I told you from the beginning. I think they could be a great team, um, a top-three team going in if he eliminates those. You know, you have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, one of probably a top-five duo in in the NFL. you know, I, I just I don't know if Greg Rousseau and Von Miller are going to be enough mm. on the outside. You know, they could get the pressure. Von Miller's old. I just I, I just don't know. And then is their secondary going to hold up? Um, mm. I mean, it, that's really what it's going to come down to. I feel like they're going to give up a lot of points, but they're also going to be a, probably a top five offense. So that's that's where I'm standing on the AFC East. We're going to go ahead and end it. With our special guest, the Hitch himself,
3: Will. Well, all right, guys. So, Nick and David, I'm pretty right along the same lines as you for the most Go part. Go ahead. Call him a dumbass. We can call him a
2: dumbass. That's what we do on here.
3: But, Christian, uh huh, come on, son. I have told mm-hmm. you better than that.
1: Oh, it's cool. On, you guys will see. Come season time. You'll see. Come, come on, see- young,
3: young, Pat, young Padawan. Oh. Let me tell you how this is going to work. Let's hear it. All right. So I agree with 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 Nick and and David. Like New England is going to be the bottom of the division now. However, I do have them going eight and nine, but that's a generous eight and nine. I, I feel like the AFC East, just like the NFC East, is probably going to be the best division in that part of football. Um, but here's the problem: Bill Belichick again thought he was smarter than everyone else in drafting a kicker in the fourth round, and then drafting a punter in the sixth round. This is not fantasy football. Like, come on. I mean, you guys, how many times do we look at guys when we're dra- drafting in our fantasy football draft, and you see somebody draft a kicker in the fourth round? What do we tell them? Like, um,
2: do I don't care? know. My kicker is the last position I take, so I, I don't really yeah. know.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, anyway. So, I mean, they they are definitely a t- top ten defense probably when you have Uche and, and Judon coming off the edge. Um, they definitely have good corners and, you know, and they, they went out and who I thought was probably the best corner in the draft in Gonzalez and picked him up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that that's great. Another great addition to their defense. So they're definitely going to be better defensively. I feel. Um, but the problem is, is Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> oh. I mean, I, isn't Zappy still the backup there. Yeah. McSory the number three. Yeah. Oh, Zappy, the, yeah number I mean, Probably by like game four, Zappi is going to be the quarterback there. Um, you know, and Ooh. Juju is probably the most overrated wide receiver. I mean, like I'm sick of hearing about Juju. When he became the number one in Pittsburgh, like he fell on his face. Uh, um, so he is definitely not the same wide receiver there. Now, Gasecki, he was a good wide receiver in Miami. And I, I feel like he was underused at Miami last year but I don't feel like he's like your next Fernandez or, or Gronk. Like he's serviceable. He's good, but he's not like top notch. So anyway, it's not a killer. No. (laughs) (laughs) He he won't leave you hanging out, hanging out to dry. So (laughs) I I definitely have uh, new England finishing last at eight and nine. Um, Followed up by the track meet team in Miami. Now, first of all, like you guys said, Tua's gotta stay healthy. Now, and because of that, it depend and I based my my prediction on that. If Tua does does stay healthy, then they're probably better than the ninety eight record. But let's be honest, he's not gonna probably play more than six games this year. Um, if he's lucky. And then who's their backup? I mean Yeah, my, Mike Mike White. Yeah, there you go. And we all know about Mike White. He's pretty bad he looked good last year Eh, come on and then you got mr non hasn't gone through puberty as your coach so you know (laughs) uh,
0: vaping on the sidelines come on
3: um now defensively i i even think they're going to struggle defensively even with the addition of bradley chubb and and the addition of jalen ramsey i mean if you think about even heading into their draft they had literally four picks total in that draft and never had a first round pick they don't even think they had a second-round pick. They didn't pick, the, what, the third round or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So th- they weren't even able to to help themselves with that. But, I mean, when you do have Waddle and Tua, I mean, and Hill and Mostert, I mean, you're definitely going to run fast. However, speed typically kills, but this isn't Madden. Like, this right. is a- the actual NFL. Yeah. And Tua is going to want run out of that pocket again. He's going to be nailed. And his, his brains are going to be all over the field again. You can't so- run that flare route every single play. Right. Slams, baby. yeah at some point in time like we know that that speed isn't going to last very long they're they're literally one injury away of probably being under 500 yeah so you know we'll see what that goes and then at number two i have the j-e-t-s jets 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 oh by the way miami go i had them going at nine and eight by the way um and then follow up with the J-E-T-S, Just, Just, Jets. I had them going 10 and 7. Now, I do feel like Aaron Rodgers is kind of like, you know, the best thing since sliced bread that they've had there since since when? Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre. Boomer <laughs> Brett Favre. Probably Boomer John Boomer, Esiason. Boomer Esiason <laughs> was the last best quarterback that they, the, they could Jets have had. The, Sanchez. the yeah,
1: Sanchez. Well, No,
3: No, Mr. Butt Fumble, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, and and I think the Jets were actually kind of smart By bringing in Lazard and Cobb Because he's used to both of them um, So there's some f- familiarity there with that You know, and then adding Nicole Hardman For a little bit of speed Somebody's going to break down the defense a little bit more But defensively, I think that that's where they're going to strive um, You know, when you do it Like you guys already mentioned about sauce and But I think one of the biggest additions That nobody's really talking about is on edge When they added Will McDonald As far as like in the, in the as a first-round pick um I think McDonald is a very very good first first round pick for them. He's a Big 12 defensive player of the year. Now, the problem is we know the Big 12 in the defense, they're it's more or less Big 12 in the offense. Forget about the defense. Right. Um but we'll see. I mean it was definitely really good ad- addition to that team. And then lastly in first the 11 and 6 Buffalo Bills.
0: Ooh. It's a tight division. Now
3: like, It is. It, I feel like it's gonna be a tight division. Now, yeah. I, I agree with you that they'll probably <laughs> all split with each other at three and three. But um the thing is with Buffalo, I know they didn't make any big additions, but I think Kincaid is actually gonna be a massive addition for that team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you already have two great wide receivers in Diggs and Davis. Um, the problem is is if in close games Josh Allen seems to throw a massive pick, or, so,
2: or just fumble it on the
3: goal line, but you know, right, whatever. or something like that. And then if it hits the playoffs, if a game's close, he he chokes. It reminds me of Dak Prescott, but better. Easy. Okay, there you <laughs> go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. So anyway, like I really think, like you know, Buffalo is still going to be really good. They're going to be a, a top five offense the problem is i think there's still going to be a top 7 top 8 defense the only issue is is the age in the secondary which you guys touched about earlier um you know you, you have Poyer um and huge is it's, i mean Hyde and white and, and i just think that that the age in that secondary if it could eventually break down um and you know, if they can't keep up then that that record may change a little bit but i definitely feel that they're definitely the best division uh, team in that division
2: yeah, and see, see, Christian, this is how you pick teams. Um, I, I think you need to take some notes from your dad. You, you know, you really, really need to figure some things out down there. But uh that's gonna get us into the <laughs> NFC East. Now we're all Eagles fans. I wanna put that put that out there. I think that's really disclosure. I, I think it's a little biased, uh, but it's unbiased too. Um, in what we're all picking. So Christian, what do you have in the NFC East?
1: Yeah, starting out, uh at the bottom of the division at 4-13 and 13 is the Commanders. Uh, wins come to the Rams, the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Cardinals uh, because they have to play the NFC West, the AFC East, and the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys twice. On top of that, a very good and young upcoming Bears team. I get it. They just brought in Jacoby Brissett. That might be their quarterback. It might be Sam Howell. Either way, one way or another, it's not going to be good enough and it's not going to fare well enough against a schedule that hard. Uh, I mean, the talent's around the ball as well. The defense is good. The defense will probably keep them into a lot of games. But as we all know, again, without quarterback play in the NFL, you don't find much success. And that is where their biggest question mark looms. Give them a good quarterback, definitely talking probably a lot different here, but they don't have one to play. And with how tough the schedule is, I don't see them doing any better than that. Coming in third, I have the Giants at eight and nine. The amount of money Daniel Jones just received is a crime. He is ass. He sucks. This I agree. Team is not filled with really any superstars. They have a decent offensive line built for Saquon to run behind if Saquon stays healthy. Darren Waller should fare well for them as they just brought him in. But then you go and you look at their wide receiver group. Isaiah Hodgins, a former six-round pick, is your number one wide receiver over there. An injury-prone Sterling Shepard is your number two option. And Paris Campbell is your number three uh, option.
0: Also injury-prone.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you don't have a lot of options to throw the ball to. So, now you're, what is it, 40 million years? Is that what he's getting right now, correct? I think there's a hospital right around the corner.
2: He's getting paid yeah. more than Saquon, which runs that offense.
1: Yeah, so, $40 million a year Daniel Jones has absolutely nobody to throw the ball to anymore. And it's just not going to fare well for them at all. The defense, it has some young, young stars Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney, Leonard Williams is a little older, but still, there wasn't a whole lot of improvement there this offseason for the defense at all, let alone and the offense either. And it's just not flooded with talent in a division that is flooded with talent. Coming in in third place, though or I'm sorry, not second place, is a 12 and 5 Cowboys. This team is pretty set around the board, I believe. It's got playmakers on both the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. I mean, you have CD, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup as your wide receiver, one, two, and three options. Tony Pollard's the guy in your backfield. He's a pretty good back. The biggest problem is going to be Dak Prescott and getting the turnovers under control. Obviously, we all know, led the league in interceptions last year and missed five games. However, as much as all of us Philly fans would love to sit here and state, Dak is not as ass as we all believe he is. He's Heretic. a serviceable.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, he's got a little bit more hair around it. He,
1: he's a serviceable quarterback, and as long as he can get rid of the turnovers, he'll be okay to be able to get the job done. The defense over there is pretty decent. It's nothing insane. People, um, oh, what? My fault, guys. I totally mistyped that and I didn't put down any of the defensive names outside of Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons. My fault. Those are the two guys that really are gonna hang over there on the defense. Those are gonna be the two big names. But they think Stefan Gilmore. The they yeah, they still up up today. Gilmore. Gilmore's older in age. I don't feel I don't feel Gilmore's gonna be as good as he once was. And then coming in at first place is the 14 3 Eagles. Bias or not, let's dive into it. Philly's playing a first place schedule. And they arguably have one of the hardest schedules. Every team that they play has basically gotten better on pen and paper. But the biggest thing here is so is Philly. Hurts, in my opinion, has shut down all the doubters. And there's just no reason to question if he's going to be able to make a jump again in year three to year four. And just his second year as a starter, second in MVP voting and led the team to a Super Bowl. Proved to the world that he can throw. But I think most importantly to this Philadelphia team that a lot of people are skipping over is the amount of depth on this team. And the depth is what's going to be able to bring Philly to win most of their games, especially inside of the trenches on defense. When you have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Joshua, Jordan Davis, Asam Reddick, Milton Williams, and now the addition of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith as everybody rushing after your quarterback, that is insanely stacked. All of all four of the backups can go and probably be a starting D-line on another team. I think that's going to fare very well for us. I think the lack of, safety and linebacker will be made up for by the defensive front. And then I think on the other side of the ball, obviously on the offense, we know how it is. It's star-studded at every single position. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, uh, DeAndre Swift, one of the best throw lines in football. The team does nothing but continue to get better, and I get that every other team is getting better, and the division's harder, and the schedule's harder. But we have also made all the moves to continue to make ourselves, the Eagles to make themselves better. And improve as well. So a lot of, I see. I know a lot of people when I go and watch ESPN right now, they'll say like Eagles are only going to win probably about ten to eleven games and maybe not even finish first in the NFC East. But I don't believe that. I think they're easily, without a doubt, one of the powerhouse teams in the NFC.
0: Okay. Yeah. What Dave? David, what do you got? Yeah. So um I think this division is probably going to be one of the best divisions in football this year. So that's why even that fourth place. Like Nick himself, you have a power bottom with the Washington Commanders. They're going seven and ten this uh, this year. The a two and four divisional power record. Bottom. A power bottom, just like Nick. Um, they they were pretty much been the laughingstocks in the two thousands in division outside of the one RG three year, and then the year that the whole division decided to just be awful, and they were just the least awful of the division. Yeah. I just I don't know if they figured out quarterback yet. I like Jacoby Brissett, and I feel like he was never given a fair chance, no matter where he has been. I just don't know if he's the guy there. Um, you also have Sam.
3: Their Ohio State. Come on.
0: You also have you also have Sam Howell, and you <laughs> also have uh, you know, Jake Fromm. You know, he's your third string, great, great quarterback there. I, I believe. <laughs> uh, you have they have a decent running back core too with Antonio Gibson and also <laughs> Brian Robinson, who I think is an underrated running back. I think he's a great running back. Do got shot and came back and was the one back by like week five or six. Um, I think the O line is going to be the the thing that's going to hurt them the most. You saw they couldn't they couldn't uh, protect their quarterback at all last year. And you're in a division who arguably has the best defensive lines in football. You know, with the Eagles, they have a great defensive line. You just know who's there with Dallas. You know who's there. Um, and even their defense is an issue too. <laughs> Um I I feel like they have they have Chase Young but Chase Young can't stay healthy so did yeah. I say he's good that's the big issue. Um they also have Montez Sweat who's also I feel like pretty good but I just feel like their defense is subpar in a pretty above par division. At third place I had the New York Giants at 8 and 9. Um they overpaid Danny Jones. I I don't know why they would overpay Danny Jones, leave Barkley out to dry. Barkley's out workhorse out there and if he's healthy that team can stay above ground but Can he stay healthy? He did last year, so that was good for them. Um, They added Waller. Uh, I I just don't know if Waller had a pretty down year last year with Derek Carr. And Waller also, I feel like, had some injury issues too Mm -hmm. last year. But uh, can he produce with the Giants? Maybe he's the one target there because, like you guys are saying, their wide receiver core isn't that good. You you have Hodges, you have Slayton Shepard, and then you have an aging Jameson Crowder and an injury-prone Paris Campbell. So I don't know how that wide receiver is going to go, especially when you decided to overpay for your your quarterback. Um, They have a decent defense. They have Dexter Lawrence, they have Okereke, they have Thibodeau, and they have Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson at secondary. Um, But I feel like it's a pretty mediocre defense. And again, in a pretty good offensive division, it's going to be hard for them to stay floating, you know, do what they did last year. At second place, I had the Falas Cowgirls. Uh, they go 11-6 with the three and three record. Um, they got to, they got to rely on Dak and that defense because without that, they're not going to be able to, to do anything. You know, the last two years, you have Dak who's been a, just a turnover machine. Like Christian said, he only played and he only missed. He sorry, he missed five games last year and still led the league in interceptions. So how are you going to turn that off? You know, you you had to do that. They lost their power back in uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And you wonder if Pollard and Jones can do that themselves. You know, it's a big presence to have there in the red zone. And now that you've lost not only him, but you lost Schultz, who's another good red zone target. You wonder how they're going to do inside the 20-yard line. Now, outside of that, their wide receiver core and their offensive line is pretty good. You have Gallup, you have CD, and Brandon Cooks, who's for some reason always getting 1,000-yard seasons no matter where he is. And they have a pretty decent defensive line with Lawrence Fowler. They have Lawrence Armstrong and obviously Micah Parsons. Now they have Diggs, who I think is an overrated cornerback. He likes to pick numbers, but he also likes to get burnt on double routes twenty four seven. So it's really you you can look at the tape for that. And they added Stephon Gilmore, who I feel like is aging, and like last year had a pretty down season as well with, I'm pretty sure it was Indianapolis. So it was I'm not sure how much help he's going to add to that secondary. And at first place, I have the most biased thing I've ever done in my life, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles going 16 and one. Um, <laughs> I have their one loss uh, to Dallas in Dallas. Um, they're coming off a Super Bowl that they choked away, and there was a lot of questions after that season ended. Both their coordinators are lost. They had to replace both those coordinators, which is going to be interesting to see how they do that um the defense looked like it was going to completely go into a downfall we had questions whether or not we were going to bring back Bradbury we're going to bring back Slay Slay wanted to leave but we kept them both we got we went out and got Greedy Williams who I think is a really good um, cornerback albeit he's on a one-year contract so we got him for a one-year rental uh we got uh we got Ringo we drafted Ringo from the Georgia because for some reason the Eagles love Georgia players um And I think the big thing is going to be what happens at linebacker in safety. We lost Gardner Johnson because he decided he thought he was more money than he was worth. He screwed himself and was only getting paid $8 million his next year. He's getting paid the same amount. Yeah. And then we lost TJ Edwards, who was a a great linebacker. And we haven't really had that much good linebackers since I feel like D'Amico Ryan's left. Um, it's always been a question. We're going to trust Sean Bradley, not, not the space jam one, but the one who is a pretty subpar linebacker. Um, now I think Nicobe Dean is going to start getting more time. I feel like he is a great running back when it comes to run plays. I feel like it's still undetermined what he can do in coverage, but I feel like with that defensive line that they have, which you already talked about, I feel like that's going to help that linebacker core out, not only for the run game, getting those easy tackles, but in the passing game, getting pressure on the quarterback. And then we come to the offense. Now, the offense is that same offense. They didn't really lose anybody but Miles Sanders. But then they went out and got Penny and DeAndre Swift and got better there. Um, they The thing is, they play a really, really tough schedule this year. And in the final half of the season, they play eight teams that made it to the playoffs in the final half of the season. That is going to be a test. And I think that's the reason why people have them losing. However, I think even with, like you guys said, everybody else is getting better. I feel like the Eagles have gotten better. I feel like hurts even with an MVP season last year has gotten smarter. We saw last year after his injury, he knew when he needed to start sliding, when to stop taking unnecessary hits, which is something that our last so-called franchise quarterback could, for some reason, not figure out. And I think that's going to be the big jump there. Keep him on the field for as long as you possibly can.
2: Yeah. And I've, I'm right in line with you for the most part. Um, I have, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to call them this uh, because, because when they didn't have a name, this is what we came up with. The four skins, I have them at five and 12. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, I just don't know if they can get it done. Brissett's going to end up being the starter there. I, I just don't think Sam Howell is going to be the guy that gets it done. Yes. Everything else on that offense looks great. They have great, you know, threats there um and then you just don't know if they did anything to get better this year and i, I really don't think they added anything that's really going to help them going in and it's almost like they want to rebuild at this point not to mention now they have a new owner there or owners um and i just think they want to go in there and rebuild it they might they might go worse uh just because they want to get a better draft pick then I have the Giants um, with an overpaid quarterback at eight nine. You cannot pay someone that is a top 20 at best quarterback in with what I like to call him, Danny Downs. Uh he is a absolute <laughs> struggle there. He cannot get anything going when he, he trips over his own feet. Um, I, I just I mean, what I do like, and this is biased. Deontay Banks is going to be a great corner he looks sure, great with, the Terps. On great about with the Terps hey he looked great with the Terps I think that was a good signing I really wanted the Eagles to get him really to help them out um, but the wide receiver core is just absolute dog water I mean they're all injury prone it's so bad and I really don't think Dan- Darren Waller is going to be enough now that defense does look Okay with Thibodeau and Lawrence, great defensive lineman, but is that gonna be enough to help them in their secondary? I don't think so. Um, then I got the Cowgirls at 12 and 5. Um, Dak sucks. I mean, he he sucks, but he doesn't have to do much because that offensive line looks great. Pollard had a great season last year. I think him going into the number one running back all year is gonna be very good for them. I think it's gonna work out well. Um, and then cooks, lamb, and gallup. That, that's that's such a great uh wide receiver core there. Um now their defense looks good too. That that's I mean, Micah Parsons is an absolute stud. He's a beast. Uh, you he can do anything, he can cover people, he's gonna get you know hurry-ups, he's gonna get sacks. He can do whatever he wants to do on that defense. And, you know, he's the most versatile player on defense. But about bias again, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. We now call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs going 14 and 3. I mean, on paper, they are the number one offensive line in the league. Uh, Granted, they stay healthy. They're a little older, but if they stay healthy, it's going to be a menace i can't wait to see them come out with another album on christmas time um but not to mention hurts he's he has a chip on his shoulder i mean he he literally went in there he goes i need to study more and get it done the guy literally just got his master's degree in the offseason smart as can be i think he's Going to take the steps, like David said, I think he's learned how to play the position a little more. Now, I do want to see his arm strength to get a little more, like he has more developed arm strength, and I hope he worked on it on the offseason. You just can't argue A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith as your two. Now, Watkins can cost us some games. We saw it last year with the Eagles. I really hope he takes that step. They're saying he's going to be the number three, and I really hope he decides to play a great slot-receiving position there. Goddard, beast. Defense, yes, they lost a lot of pieces on defense, and the linebacking core is really an issue. Uh, Right now, what I was looking at on the depth chart, they're putting Reddick as one of their linebackers. Um, I mean, it's just –
0: Robin yeah, in coverage, I, let's go. And you
2: know, is that gonna be in the point where they're gonna put a, a bunch of blitzes blitz packages right. in? And I think I think they're probably gonna do that. Redick, Reddick can cover some people, he's quick. Um, but that defensive line, I mean, y- you can't argue with it. All of them, the worst player, had eight sacks on that defensive line right now. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Then you have Slay and Bradbury at corner they are gonna be able to cover the only issue in my opinion is going to be that safety help I don't know what's gonna happen um I hope they get it done I would say greedy might end up going in that safety spot back there just to help I think he can I think he can actually get that position done um but yeah I mean biased as it can be I think they just they have a chip on their shoulder going in and I think like David said the back end of their schedule they're gonna take it as a playoff uh, playoff schedule, and they're just going to go out there and ball out. So, uh, Will, what do you have going on there?
3: Well, I think we all agree with the bottom two and probably the top two. But so as I look at it, what comes to the bottom of that division, to me, it's that awful quarterback in Daniel Jones. It's got to be the worst quarterback in that division. And the the problem with that is, is Washington doesn't even have a quarterback. So yeah. I mean that's saying something when you got Daniel Jones as the worst quarterback in that division. Yeah, right. Um, and they way overpaid for him. Um, that just shows you how much how awful that organization is run right now. So I have the Giants going at at seven and ten. Um, you know, I thought they had a really good draft. Uh, I would give them a B plus, almost to an A. They did a lot to probably down the road to upgrade their offensive line um i I really like their pick at banks a corner out of Maryland. I know Nick alluded to that a little bit ago thank you um, but the, outside of that there really wasn't any big offseason additions look and I think thibodeau is good but he's overrated like he's okay um every time the Eagles played them he was never around anywhere Good offer and, and line. I know. I know the Eagles have a great offensive line. But I still think Thibodeau is highly overrated. And you can see that by looking at his Madden grade at times. But come on. Uh, So the Giants are really going to be down there. Now, here's the other issue. Saquon Barkley can never, ever, ever stay healthy. Now, I know he was a comeback player of the year last year. But he's one broken leg away from missing the rest of the year. And we know that could possibly happen during the offseason. Um and in during I'm sorry preseason when they head in before they even head into the league.
2: Maybe he skips leg day a few days. Maybe that'll help him.
3: Yeah, he then then he becomes that much more fragile. Um, I mean, and then honestly, as we already alluded to, David Jones and Daniel Jones just absolutely stinks. Um, he's as bad as Davy Jones, uh that used to sing for the monkeys. So let's just go there. <laughs> Woo coming um, in high. Then, then heading into the third place, probably the dumbest name in football ever, in the Washington Commanders. Like I'm Just waiting for the
2: foreskins, like I
3: do. Look, Steebles. look, I'm waiting for like the big Cobra Kai Cobra sign and watching for Sergeant Destro to come out um, from GI Joe. They, I mean, they, honestly, they that is about the dumbest name ever. And then I think the problem here is, like I have them at eight and nine, but really. They may even be worse than that. The problem is, is that they got Josh Harris, who we know is probably taking over that team. Look what he's, and the Sixers are better, but he still hasn't yet really put into that, like that team as he should. And then you got, Nick, you're New Jersey Devils, who he owns as well. But the guy lives in Florida and all of his teams are in the, are, are in the mid-Atlantic area. Um, So a little bit of, I mean, I know you two live in Florida too, but let's. Yeah, we have um, against Florida people, dude. Uh, nothing, but you know, but the, the thing is, is, I don't think that their quarterback is even on this roster. Um, I know they're saying Sam Howell is going to be that guy. They went out and got Jacoby Brissett. Like Jacoby Brissett still stinks. He's um, a manager. Yeah, that he's he's something like that. Um, but then the the thing is, is they actually do have some good players around them, and 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 scary Terry. I think they have a really good running back core in Gibson and Robinson, you know, and then also with their defense, I think their defense is solid. Um, they have great pass rushers um, with between sweat and young. So I think they're going to give, you know, quarterbacks some, some trouble um, and they're going to get on them a little bit, but ultimately they're not going to have enough to be, they're not, their offense isn't going to be enough uh, to keep in a lot of games. So I, I see them at eight and nine followed by the Dallas Cowgirls at 10 and seven. Um respectable. Yeah, that's about as good as I want to go. Look, here's the thing. I know they added Brandon Cooks at the wide receiver and court. The dude is what? Is he 32 now? I think he's they, 30
0: exact. I think maybe 30.
3: It, yeah, oh, he, he's yeah. definitely lost a lot in his wheels. But then think about this. Gallup was like supposed you. to be Gallup was supposed to be that high number two last year. He never even showed up. Like he was pretty bad last year. See He didn't even have a 1,000 yards receiving last year.
2: Yeah, but he wasn't the number. He was the number. He was the number. Well, I guess he was the number two. So, okay. Yep.
3: Yep. So, um, and then CeeDee Lamb is CeeDee Lamb. He's definitely going to have over a 1,000 yards, probably over 1,200. But the bottom line is their quarterback play is going to be awful. And on top of that, they probably have the worst coach in the division in McCarthy. Like, the guy is dumb. And – I don't for, and then they have what the new offensive coordinator this year too. Right. So I think so. Yeah. So they have a new offense. I can't remember the guy's name, but they have a new offensive coordinator this year as well. Um, Now here's the other part in the first round, their first round pick, the guy wasn't even on anybody else's draft board until like the fourth round in Mozzie Smith. Uh, they praised him, man. Come on, now. They praised him. Did you watch yeah. that? They were I, like, I watched Parsons' no, reaction. to The whole Mozzie Smith draft. Like, give me a break. The guy stinks. He was. He played in the Big Ten. We all know that Big Ten football is not good. Sorry, David, but it's, they only had two uh, college football playoff teams last year. You just said Deontay Banks was good. Yeah. Well, I I give props to whoever's good in the division. Except for JSN, he's garbage, but that's okay. Right. So anyway, um, and then I, I originally had down until till today they had no real big additions, but then they do go, go and get down Stefan Gilmore. However, I don't really consider that a big addition. The guy uses a golf cart to cover people because he can't get around anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the most overrated DB cornerback in the entire league, and yep. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, or Diggs. He I, he is a gig. Like he's, he's just like the guy gets so burnt on the long ball. He goes, he wants to cut underneath and intercept everything. Hmm. So now they do have a great defensive line. They have good corner. I mean, good linebackers and Parsons. Parsons leads that, um, that, that defense. So I, and I think the biggest miss to be very honest outside of Prescott, I think is the fact they didn't upgrade their running back. I think Pollard is a good set like second back somebody that that brings in a little bit of change of pace. I don't think he's an all around number one back.
1: Well, they Um, had
2: two, they had two guys there that I think weren't number ones. I really don't think Elliot was the guy.
0: they were, they were, they were a good pairing though. He had a power back and a more of a faster. And
3: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and Elliot, we know has lost a lot of steps and they're taking talking about bringing him back. So which brings me to our eagles. So I know a little hesitation there. Um, I have them down at 12 and five, possibly 13 and four. And the only reason being is that schedule is tough. It is. Yeah. And, and I really believe that that schedule is actually going to prepare them for the playoffs because it's really going to force them to have to really concentrate on that schedule to be able to move through it. Um, we we all agree on their first round draft picks and Carter and Nolan Smith. I feel like there are home runs. I feel like Nolan Smith was probably the steal of the draft. Yeah. He's like another another uh, Reddick that you're going to play on on both sides. Um, now I feel like they got a future star in the third round. I believe it was third round in Sydney Brown. Yeah. Like I, I think this dude's going to dude, come yeah. in and he's going to be that starting safety. I think he's going to fill that hole. Now I don't think that they're done by any way um, in, in in that defense and even in the offense. Honestly, I think one person I can see them adding is Miles Jack somebody who knows that defense is familiar with what's going on. I could see him had adding them. He's, he's somebody who's great in coverage. He didn't have a great year last year in coverage, but he's, he's a guy that has been known to be really good in the coverage. I think the Kobe Dean's going to have to step up this year. He's going to have to play that spot. He's going have to have to play that Mike role. Um, you know, I think the re-signing of Bradbury was huge. Um, and, you know, so I, I think them going out and bringing in Rashad Penny and, and drafting DeAndre, I mean bringing in DeAndre Swift as well. I think is a major upgrade at that at running back. Um, but I'll give you a name to also watch out for, for as the offense goes, and that's Jarvis Landry. I could see them adding him as the number three. Um, Ooh, that's a huge upgrade. I, I could see them bringing him at a number three. Um, I could see uh, what's his name? Um, we talked about it just a minute ago. Um, What's his name? Quez. Q. Quez Watkins. Oh. I could see him being traded to to, to uh, the Colts. Um, so I, I don't think the Eagles are done. We, we all know how, how he works. Um, I don't think they're done by any means. And I, I think to this two additions of Miles Jack and, and Jarvis Landry could be huge. I think Greedy stays in the slot. Um, and I think that that'll solidify their corners. Um, Maddox. I do. I I do. You may, you may be Maddox, may be the one that you see go back to safety. I think he has the instincts for that. I agree. Um, That's a, that's a uh, great, that's a bold pick, but I agree with it. We'll see. I mean, we definitely know that those are the question marks. We definitely know on defense, your question mark is linebacker, your question mark is safety. They're solid at corner, they're solid at defensive line. Look, they are going to give offensive lines a fit this year. It's just going to be, it's no question about it. I mean, I think they'll break, they'll go, they'll have more sacks this year than they did last year. You think they break um, the record? Yeah, I, I really believe they will. I, I think that defensive line is just going to be absolutely nasty. Look, I think a lot of people are talking about Jalen Carter and and the, some of the issues that are going on. I think he's going to be an absolute stud in that middle. Um, I, I think, I think Fletcher Cox will take him under his wing. I think he'll begin to show him. I think you got Brandon Graham, who's going to light him up if he needs to, yeah. um, you know. And and then I think, honestly, um, you know, we're talking about hurts and that contract. I don't think that that contract is in any way, shape, or form affected him and what his what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, and and typically those kind of contracts do like they're like all right, well I got my money. I don't think he's going there. I think he ultimately it doesn't no matter what he wants a championship.
2: Well it's a, uh, it's a back-ended it's a back-ended contract. So he really took the pay cut in the next like 3 4 years to get it going. Now the end of his contract is a lot of money, but you're looking at 2 to 3 years that you have
3: to go and get he, it done. Yeah, he got a lot of that in bonus and signing bonus too. See, and he that's what to- I
2: liked I liked about him cuz he also did yeah, signing bonus, but he also he set it up to where he's getting bonuses if he hits marks. Yeah, so, yeah. and that, that's what I wanted him to sign because yeah. now he's going out there and you're getting a player contract, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll say it straight up. Sorry, David. I'll say straight up when they lost to Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, I was at that game. So it was David. <laughs> oh. I said it right then and there that he has to make some steps in order for us to, be a great team again and he did it um he's a gamer he will mm-hmm. always go out there and give it all and that's what yep. i respect about him
0: and I, and then too then that's what uncle was saying too he was talking about even with that contract it hasn't gone to his head i think the biggest thing is he knows that nothing is guaranteed he mm-hmm. was the guy in alabama and he got replaced just like that he had a couple bad games they got rid of him got put two out there and then he knows, okay, well, you know, I can be the guy and still be replaced. So he goes to Oklahoma and he has to reprove himself. I and mean, he does well over there and he comes to Philly. And Philly, he got he gets drafted to a team who we thought already had the franchise guy of the future with Carson Wentz. And then we lose him. Now he's the guy. And then he has a whole season under his belt, we go to the playoffs. And even then, it's not enough for the fans because of how he he didn't play that well, but also importantly it wasn't enough for him so he right. came out and made those strides and i think that's why that's why i love about him seeing that stride and see how much he yep. realizes nothing's guaranteed in this league and that's, that's just something you don't see and especially young guys nowadays yeah, yeah where- I, I i really think that um in all honesty he works harder
2: than any other quarterback in the league right now because he doesn't he really doesn't have that arm strength and let's be honest but he goes out there and he works his ass off
3: but I mean, his arms, his arm strength is strong enough. He can still make all the throws. He may not have like that Peyton Manning bullet throw or whatever it may be, or or the old Michael Vick think, like yeah. no, very looks throwing. But but the but the kid can throw a ball. He throws a decent deep ball, and it's all about timing. He knows when to get the ball out of his hands and where his receivers are going <laughs> to be. He, he's a he's a uh, studying study geek. Like the guy just is in the room all the time watching stuff, and his team respects him for that. They know he's going to work. And when it, when when you know a guy is going to work, you're going to stand up for him and you're going to follow him.
2: And I don't think it it hurts to have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown on the outside. Yeah. Any Absolutely major. not. And and I'm telling so. you the addition of Jarvis Landry. If we get him, I would love to see him in our slot position. That would be amazing. Christian, you want to add anything to it?
1: Not yet. I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered it all. Hurts is just he's a guy who works his tail off nonstop, day in, day out. Now He's a leader, born leader for that team. I think he's going to fare very well here in Philadelphia. I would like to point out, though, uh, of the four of us, I was the first one on the Jalen Hurts hype train. I had the most faith in him before any of them. And my father actually had the biggest disbelief in him than any of us. He said he was worse than me. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, yeah, my dad said he was never going to be that guy.
2: Wow. That's, that's, uh, That's pretty impressive there, Christian. I'll give you that. I won't give you your picks on the AFC East, um but I'll give you that. So that's gonna get us to our eight NHL playoffs. Let's go, David. Let's get it.
0: All right. Let's so here we are. Ready. Yeah, we have our three-minute minor here. Again, we don't watch that much hockey considering our favorite teams are pretty trash. Um, I guess the Devils did something this year. Who knows? I, I saw them get destroyed by the Hurricanes. Um, let's go off by saying how this so far the conference finals have been amazing to watch. Every game has gone to the overtime or more overtime than that. I know Buffalo Wild Wings is with, licking their chops over there with that button. We'll go to game three of the Hurricanes versus the Panthers. The Panthers are now up 2-0. They took two games in Carolina. Uh, It's tough to say that any team's dominating up 2-0 because, again, went to overtimes both times. And I know I said the last two games. However, I still think the Hurricanes are going to win game three. Uh, at some point, I feel like they're going to win. I don't think they're going to get 3 0 this early. I think their offense finally takes um, those steps and helps out their defense, and they get uh, get one back over in uh, Florida. I think I
2: think that look, tropical storm now is becoming more of a summer storm, storm on there down in Florida. Yeah.
3: Look, look, Florida's going to win this title. It'll be the first title since Van Beesbrook was their goalie. I'm just going to drop a name there.
0: I'm just going to say, for some reason, I don't know what it is about hockey, but Florida teams have been doing pretty well within the past couple I years.
3: I mean, the place never has any ice. Yeah. And then you go in and you have, like, the, the team, two teams that have won the – look, they have more titles than, than the Flyers, who have been a storied franchise. And, look, the Flyers thought, by bringing in Van Beesbrook as their goalie after the Florida had won the title, was going to help them? Nope. They still don't have a title. Well, since at they you years. have the mascot there. Yeah, we have Gritty. Oh, Gritty? Um, and yeah. then the, uh, the next one, we're,
0: we're going to have the Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, both games ended in overtime. So, again, it's a really tight matchup out there. Uh, the Golden Knights took advantage of their home ice. For those two games, they're going back to Dallas for Game 3. And I think Las Vegas wins it there as well and takes the 3-0 series lead. And uh, they're the team I hope wins it all. I, I um I I know one of the people who are over there with the training team and that went to FSU, so hopefully they uh, hopefully they can just sit do well. Sounds like who doesn't David know at this point? Uh, I'm still gonna stay with my pick.
2: I wanted the Kraken to win it, but I'm going Golden Knights for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna follow Nick on that one. Golden Knights are gonna win the, win the Stanley Cup.
3: Ooh, Stanley Cup! Ooh. Love uh, it. So. I- Definitely think it's going to be – Pan- I definitely think it'll be Florida and, and I think it'll be the Golden Knights. And I think – hate to say it, but the Panthers are going to do it. Oof! yikes. So that's
2: going to lead us into <laughs> the NBA playoffs. Uh, ah! I feel like – I feel like we have a lot to talk about on this. Um, Christian, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll start. I'll start – right. Um. First thing I have written here in, in in all capital letters is the Heat are them. Uh, they are now up three to nothing in the series. Four players went out and dropped fifteen or more points last night. The Heat absolutely dominated the Celtics in a twenty six point win. I don't care if you picked the Heat to win. You did not pick them to win by twenty six points against this team. Uh, I mean, just one after another, people were making shots. Uh, I mean, and it wasn't even it wasn't even just Butler tonight. I mean, the highest score in the game was Gabe Vincent. Who the hell is Gabe Vincent? He's been balling this year. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Well, came out six of nine from three, 11 of fourteen shooting in total. Man had himself a day on top of 29 points. The entire Heat team is just running through it right now.
2: Out coached. So I don't I don't this I don't disagree with most of what you're saying. Uh I mean you you said Miami is coming out and playing what they, what they can, but it's not a, we it's a him and it's him-y. Uh Yes. He didn't have a great performance, but he still dropped, I think 14 points um, it really helped his team get where they need to go. You know, when you have Caleb Martin off the bench with 25 points, you just can't, you can't stop it. And Celtics just didn't have an answer when you go down the way they did in that third third quarter. They just looked like they were little pansies out there. I'm like, oh, uh, we just we're just gonna lose this game, um, you know. And like what you said, Gabe Vincent went off for 29. I mean, the Heat just went out there and outperformed them at home. Um, you know, highest scorer in Game Three was Tatum. I just, I think Miami is out coaching the Celtics right now. I think, I think there might be one win by the Celtics, but I think Miami going to close this series over in Boston Uh, crushing defeat to them. They just don't feel like that. It just seems like they don't want to play Uh, David. What do you have?
0: Yeah. First off, I like to issue apology to Christian. Um, I know I made fun of him when he said heat in five, um, but I'm going to double down, not double down. I'm going to come out and say Heat and four. I think they sweep them. I think they have the momentum right now. I, don't, I think the Celtics, are, again, are just outmatched and outcoached right now. Um, you have people off the bench. I mean, you guys talk about Gabe Vincent. You guys talk about Kayla Martin. You know, Duncan Robinson, the guy who looks like Sheen Estevez from Jimmy Neutron came out with 22 points too. And now he has actually more – he has the most three-pointers of all time in Heat postseason sis- history passing LeBron James. I think another thing you look at is – the shooting of Tatum and Brown combined, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown right now are combined seven for forty from three point in the entire series right now. That's seventeen point five percent. While Gabe Vincent himself is ten for eighteen from three, um, and again, what well, we've been talking about it, uh, they're just being out coached. Um, Spolstra is out coaching him. And then uh, I'm, I've been a big fan of Spolstra since his heat years too. I mean, you want to talk about a great coach. I mean, great, he has great talent. Let me. I mean, I know he's had a really great talent. He had Bron Dwayne and Bosch there. But any person who can get their team to, ten, to, to five finals in 10 years, and it looks like it's going to be six finals in 11 years, is a pretty good coach there too. Um, fun fact, do you know uh, the remaining player in the playoffs right now that has made it to the finals every season he has been in the playoffs?
1: Hold on, I do know this. It's Kevin Love.
0: Yep, Sweet Life on Deck star Kevin Love.
1: <laughs> I saw that on well, I saw that on Instagram the other.
2: Well, well, what do what do you have over there, man? What do you throw
3: throw your two cents in? So, David, I'll agree with you about Spoelstra. He's a great coach, but here's the thing: NBA just isn't the NBA anymore. It's I, I call the NBA. It's not basketball anymore. It is not what I grew up on, anyway. And when I grew up with the greats of Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and Akeem Olajuwon and like I could go name after name.
2: Hashtag none of those old.
3: Guys, I know, but none of those guys that play today could hold a candle to any of them. But here's the problem: Can you guys tell me the coach for the 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 Celtics, who he is a protege of? Doc Rivers. Yes. Uh, There's your answer. Yeah. That's why the Celtics cannot get past. The Miami Heat it is too much for him. And then on top of that, we all saw it the other night in game two. Williams had the audacity ah! to get up in Jimmy Bucket's face. Like that is the dumbest move he could have ever made. Yeah. He just yeah. put him alone put the Celtics in a very bad spot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I definitely think that but uh, I mean it's the honest thing is. Miami will probably win the next game. If not, it will – the furthest it'll go is game five. I mean, that that series is over.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can't – you can't give Jimmy Butler any motivation going into a playoff nope. game. It, it, you just can't do it. The guy is an absolute stud when it comes to it. So, that's going to lead us into our other playoff series with the Lakers Nuggets. Um, Christian, you want to go with this?
1: Yeah. Um, so – as we all know, Heat Nuggets are wow. Heat Nuggets, Lakers Nuggets, they played a night preview? yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> literally, though. Uh, Lakers Nuggets, they played a night, guys. I don't know what more really needs to be said. Uh, Jamal Murray is on fire right now 37 in game three, 37 in game two, 31 in game one, and I mean, and that's not even, and he's not even the best player on the team. Nicole Jokic is two time MVP. I the Nuggets are just they're firing on all cylinders. Everybody's playing well. Even I mean Caldwell Pope and Porter Jr. They're all they're both playing well. They're starters. They're, there's just no slowing down for any of them. And I don't see I don't see LA figuring out the game plan tonight. I don't see them making any adjustments that are going to matter enough to to keep them alive right now. I think LA is done. It's going to be well and over with. They're going to lose it all. They're going to be season's going to end right here tonight in LA and they're going to continue to shine. I think also Murray will probably go for another 35 or more tonight. Uh, just because he's been, he's been piecing them up and they have no answer for him at all whatsoever.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I agree with most of that. Um, I think the Lakers are going to just take one of them. I think, I think the okay. nuggets, I think the nuggets want to go back home to get that, that, that win over there. Um You look at Game 3, I mean, I said it last time, again with the starters. I mean, God, the starters for the Lakers were outscored by 20 points. You cannot go out there as starters and literally do that. I mean, you had two starters at two and three points. What are you supposed to do with that? Yes, Reeves and LeBron and Davis are doing their thing. They both had 23 23 and 28, but you just – (laughs) <laughs> they don't have an answer for for Jamal Murray, and the guy is going out there and making his point. As you know, he's always been great, but yet the guy is solidifying himself as a great playoff player based yeah. off of this this year. Um, I think that I think the Nuggets take it four one. Yeah. So, David, what what do you have going on with over in that series?
0: Well yeah, like I said, um you know, right now they're down 3-0. No one's come back from 3-0. And you can say, "Oh, they have LeBron. LeBron obviously he's come back 3-1 and so on he has, but they're playing a complete different beast and they have to still play at least four more games against the Nuggets to do that and I don't see that um I don't see that happening. Now, I feel like Hachimura and Reese have been doing what they can as role players there. Uh, LeBron, you're going to say he had 23 points However, he had 23 points on 19 shots in game 3. That's not good. He was three for nine from three point. He keeps pulling from three, and we don't know why. And they don't need that. And then I and then I'll talk about him later. D'Angelo Russell <laughs> had three points. Yeah. Oh, H. Um, I don't think the Lakers get swept, but I think they lose in five. And D'Angelo Russell needs to start learning how to speak Chinese.
3: Mm. Hi, go to that league. All right. Well, what uh, do you have over there? Pretty good. So. Here's the thing. So I remember 2 years ago Murray tore his ACL.
1: Mm.
3: He's got a point to prove. The kid is good. Yep. Um, yeah. Um and and ultimately the guy who should have won the MVP is on the Denver Nuggets. I mean yeah. Jokic is by far the best big man in in basketball. Averaging triple double every single like every single game. I mean it's not even close. close. I mean I I don't know who Embiid play, paid for him to get the MVP, but and, and I'm a Sixers fan but come on the guy yeah. is not better than Jok- jokic so and then on top of that you got an aging la lakers team um you know lebron just he's not the guy anymore he's more of less, he's like a number 2 even maybe even a number 3 the guy needs his depends changed every quarter just to be able to get up and down the court
1: yeah.
3: um the, you know he's not the guy anymore so this i i really feel I think they get sweat. I think Denver finishes it. And I don't I don't think the Lakers have the firepower to do anything to stop Murray and Jokic at all.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. I mean, I, I really thought it was going to come down to guard play, and I thought the Lakers, you know, had a better guard play, but Jamal Murray is just absolutely Owned it and taken the ropes and just led this team to where it needs to be. Jokic has been an absolute stud, and I really think he's going to continue averaging that triple double in this series because they can't stop him. Um, that's going to lead us off. Uh, you know, I picked PGA Championship on Friday. I had Hovland winning it all. Right. Um, I did pretty good. Uh, you know, Brooks obviously won it. I'm sure David's loving it as a FSU alum. You know, he really spilled a lot of beer when he was chugging out of that uh, jug. But you know what? Whatever. Have your own Have your own thing over there. But I did say Scheffler, Hovland, and DeChambeau were going to be there. And Scheffler and Hovland were tied for second. Um, Unfortunate for Hovland, hitting that ball out of that bunker right into the face of it. And he had a fan screaming in his ear while he was trying to hit that, which is kind of garbage. But at the same time, Kepka ended up birding that hole, which would have mattered anyway. Um, worst thing that was going to happen out of that is Hovland being soul number two. DeChambeau struggled on the front nine every single week or every single day. Yet he still brought it back on that back nine. Um, I did say, I would love to see a live tour player win it. And now we're bringing in the question. Do you bring them back in some of your events? Because you're bringing in more of a star studded lineup. Um, You know, I do want to give an honorable mention to Michael black. That guy is a teaching professional. Went out there tied for 15th. Now he gets to play next week. Um, The guy hit an absolute bomb on the par three to hit a hole in one. The guy, in my opinion, is better at hitting par threes than Christian is at hitting half court shots on the basketball court. Um, The guy is going to go out there and (laughs) he, I think it's a lot of people going to watch him. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't pick Brooks to win it, but at the same time, I love to see a live tour player win it because now you bring in the question do you bring him back in the Ryder Cup so that's going to bring us into our segment of certified baller for Christian
1: Sure, yes sir so our certified baller of the week this week boys we have already touched on him a little bit but almost how like it was Jaden Tatum Jason Tatum last week uh you really can't go against it this week Jamal Murray is going to be our certified baller of the week uh 37 points in two games in a row now to help put the Nuggets up 3-1 in the series. And may I also add, as I already said earlier, he dropped 31 in game one. The dude is playing completely out of his mind right now, and the Nuggets are looking like a real force, and the Lakers have absolutely zero answer for it. He's shooting 52% right now against the Lakers on 44% from the three-point range. He's completely letting it up. The guy can't miss. He's He's having his way. He's having a field day. Everything he wants to do, he's doing it out there. And because of that, he is my certified baller of the week. Now, my deflated baller of the week, however, just so happens to be who my certified baller of the week was last week, and that would be Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, now I get it. He, in game one and game two, he dropped 30-plus in both those games. Great for him. But if you're that big of a name, why are you nowhere to be seen in the fourth quarter? absolutely nowhere to be found. In games one and two, he was completely 0 for in combination. He didn't have a single attempt at a shot in the fourth quarter in game one. And he was 0-3 on his shots in the fourth quarter in game two. Now, he dropped 12 points last night of his total 14 in the fourth quarter. But let's be honest, they were down about 35 coming into that fourth quarter. And Miami had no intentions of keeping it real, real close at that point. So Tatum could have his way. And I'm sure all – I'm actually, I'm not sure. I'm positive. All 12 of his final points came in the final four minutes of the game. And absolutely nothing. You come off of 50 points in game seven, the series before, most points ever in a game seven, and you are nowhere to be seen when your team needs you the most. And because of that, that makes you my deflated baller of the week. Now, I would like to say real quick, though, I do have an honorable mention of the week, and that honorable mention is Gabe Vincent, and we've already touched on him going 6 of 9 from the 3 and 11 of 14 shooting nice. with 29 points to lead all scorers in the Boston and Heat game. you uh, you're not You're not a certified baller yet, right? But Gabe Vincent, Good you're man. an absolute baller. You're an absolute baller. I see you. We see you. Keep it up, my boy. Heating for now.
2: So I want to I want to throw out there my deflated baller of the week, and I'm gonna keep it going here. Is the coach of the Celtics,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Joe Mazzulla, absolutely has been outcoached this entire series. He has. He's no, a turd. He has no. He, he can't cover him. Yeah, he uh... is getting it done. They're they they like they're trying to switch, yet he's letting them switch you don't do that and I've said it from day one you have Marcus Smart on him at all times I told you you run a box in one make him the point of contact you you just stop him you know when you look at this team every single game there's been at least one quarter where their Celtics team is moping around and it's just it, you can't do it and that's why I'm staying on the coaching staff with a deflated baller as Joe Mazula
1: yeah, I, uh, that's, that's obviously a pretty good pick there, Nick. But I will say to you real quick, uh, I think at this point, even if you go ahead and throw Marcus Smart on Butler, it will do absolutely nothing for you. I think Butler is out here having a field day. He will have his way against whoever he wants to play against.
0: Uh, a little trivia question for you. Uh, Joe Missoula was a former uh, Division One basketball player. Would you like to guess what team, um, what star?
3: Uh, Ohio State.
0: No, but you know, no you want to guess what star team made him lose in the NCAA tournament? LSU. Marquette. Anyone know who their player was?
1: Pete Davidson.
0: Jimmy Butler. Oh. Jimmy Butler beat Missoula in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, um, my deflated baller of the week, and like I guess I was going to talk about him a little bit more, is D'Angelo Russell from the LA Lakers. Dude was averaging 18 points per game in the regular season. In the Western Conference, he is two from 14 from three, eight for 37 from the field with seven points per game. And to put on top of that, he has a combined negative 53 plus minus for the series. He's costing them over 10 points per game, basically, in this series. So wow. that's why he's my deflated, deflated baller. You need, I said before the series started, they would need the guards to step up. Because it's gonna be Murray and LeBron and Jokic and Davis, but none of them have really stepped up other than I guess Reeves and Hachimura. Yeah, and, and, Maybe,
3: and I let me wanna... ask you this does does the deflated ball of the week have to be basketball? No, the deflated. No, ball... no, no, so no, no, no.
2: yeah, no, it doesn't have to be. That's why. So going in this, um, you know, uh, we I really have one. Give, we didn't really give Will a chance at this. So uh,
3: I have one. What is I'm sure he does. What is your deflated baller over there? My deflated baller of the week and for the last three months is Trey Turner. Yeah, the totally dude is ahead. supposed to I don't want be... Kyle Schwarber first. Nope, nope, nope. At least Schwarber is leading the team in home runs and RBIs. But you got Trey Turner who's supposed to... You go out and you spend all that money for him for the next 10 years. The guy is supposed to be the best leadoff hitter in the baseball and he's batting 250 and he literally he's, he's like flailing at everything he's completely lost like he needs to just go back to the basics he needs to choke up on his bat and and just make contact he's just flailing, flailing at everything he's just awful to watch right now so right now until he proves me completely wrong he will forever be my deflated ball of the week I
2: yeah. I agree with that. I think uh, he needs to get with the hitting coach like Marsh did on the off season. Um, I think that'll hundred percent help <laughs> him out. Um, but I don't I don't disagree with that. So that's gonna leave us to our last segment and our hot takes. But before we get there, um, Christian put his bet out there this past week of thirty five and over Saturday and Sunday. And I feel like that is such a low ball of home runs going in 35 home runs. It's such a low ball. Let me put it in perspective for you. They had 52 home runs on a Sunday, which ties for second most going into a day. And then they had 49 on Saturday. This dude low balled everyone because he didn't want to have to do chug. Can
1: I? Can I? That I, is where I,
2: I put in perspective. He deserves to have to chug this because he lowballed the hell out of everybody.
1: And I, uh, I need can everyone I, to be an ingredient. I'm going to I'm I, you know I'm just going to throw it in. I'm just going to throw it in honestly. Yeah. Uh I'm 100% positive I did text you and David before I went and said, "Hey, is this is this what I can do?" And you both said, "Yeah, that's a good one. I would I would do that. I think that's good."
0: I told I told you, Nick. I, I, I that's why I was like, well, I feel like it's, it's our fault because we should have done the we should have nope. done the research before no, letting no, him make that. Not, bet. I'm not
2: I'm hey, not look, I, listen, listen, I'm not doing it. That's such a low goal.
1: I'm a man of the pod. I will chug this drink. Thank I don't you. care. But, Thank you. But this drink. Is on both you and David because I texted.
2: And no, ask ask Will. Does Will is Will in agreement with that? He picked thirty five. Doesn't home matter.
1: It doesn't, hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It comes down to Christian. this. It comes down to this. Let me, let me ask you this, weekend. Christian.
3: You consider yourself a person of stats, right?
1: Yeah.
3: And you know, mm-hmm. thirty five home runs over a weekend is way too low. You're trying to get over on somebody.
0: I'll give you. Yes. I'll give you the numbers here, Christian, because I I did the research. Uh, per day, the average MLB team alone hits 1.28 home runs. So that's you know 30 teams play. So that's you know about 30, give or take, like it's 38 home runs. Run. Yeah, about 38 home runs <laughs> per per day. Look,
3: Christian. My friends, I checked. If, with if you it wasn't for the fact, if it wasn't for the fact that you are like so all over the numbers. And know how it goes, I might I might give you the benefit of the doubt, but the yeah. reality is, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, thank Fair you enough. for penciling that in, Will.
3: Love it. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> so that's gonna lead us to our last segment with our hot takes.
1: Um, Chris, let's, let's let now let's let Will start it off, Dad. Will, go yeah. for it. You want to start? All, right, All ready. right. Well, two. I'll give you two.
3: One. <laughs> James Harden will not be in Philadelphia next year. He'll definitely be in Houston. Okay. I don't think the I don't think the Sixers are going to run back the same team that they were going to. Mm-hmm. And do not be surprised if at some point Embiid is traded.
0: Ooh,
2: I would hate to see that. All right, Christian, you know how it goes. This is your segment on the hot take. Let's do it,
1: dude. Ha. Huh. I'm coming out real, real spicy here, boys. But um, game four, Miami Heat game. They beat Boston by more than 26, which is what they just beat them by. Yeah, Miami's going to come out, and they're going to beat them by 27 or more points after just beating them by 26 points. Whew.
0: They All right, did. so, yeah, so my hot take of the week will be there will be a no-hitter thrown this week. Ooh. Quick question. Do you guys know when the last no-hitter was thrown in baseball? Because you probably should. Don't tell me it ah.
1: was this week last year.
0: No, you should know an earlier no-hitter that was thrown.
1: Was it the day? Jose? Uh, I don't know. Wait, no. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. Who was it?
0: The last no-hitter was Christian Javier combined no-hitter in the Phil- versus the Phillies in the World Series. Oh, uh,
3: in the World Series, yep. Yeah
0: the one before that Christian Javier combined no hitter versus the Yankees that year now i think i think one is long overdue and i would keep my eye out for this sunday when the houston astros play the athletics and would you believe it christian javier has set the pitch that day um david
2: can i can i hold you if they score less than 2 runs I will chug a drink if they score, or sorry, if they score more than two runs around two runs, I will chug a drink. But
0: if they
2: don't, you have to.
0: I don't know what that has to do with the no hitter. Um, but like I, 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 this is a no hitter being thrown by the Astros. So that's a really hot take.
1: Nick, if you, you want to drink a drink, dude, just go to the liquor store and buy a drink. <laughs> like, hey, I, you know, I don't have any issues doing
2: doing that, man. It's not an issue. Yeah, Your liver um, does. So, my hot take, the Cardinals will only lose at most one game this week. Um they have the Reds and the Guardians going in this week and I think I think they get that done. Um and if they don't, um uh, I'll chug a drink. Screw it. Might as well make it too. I already did. Everything is Everything
3: chug a drink. Right, it, Nick? right. Nick's At right now. Every- he's
0: like, oh, if somebody breathes oxygen right. this week, I might as well chug a drink. I will, I will we'll shotgun. I will shotgun a drink. Is that better?
3: Does that make it any better? <laughs> I mean I'll still, go, is. I'll go you one better. Miami Marlins won't lose a game this week. Ooh. Ooh. I picked them on my parlay tonight. Oh,
2: the Goldilocks. Well, as always, guys. Appreciate everyone coming out here. Will love love the hitch coming in here, giving us his feeds on what's going on. Super biased, but you know what? I, We're all Eagles fans. I I'm do want to let everyone know. Um, I'm gonna put the. I link was in the least there.
3: biased, by the way. Yeah, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the put most. the
2: link in there. Uh, we have apparel up. Anyone that know, wants to go out there and get some stuff, you know, I'll, I'll put that link like out there. You know, love you guys.
0: Tell your mother. You know what? Go he probably told her for you later. Yo, listen up, let me introduce Cruces. to you the highlight taken pockets we bring. The heat is true, hosted by David and Nick and Christian. That's a crew. They drop knowledge and hot takes at the sports IQ. We dive into the game from hoops to grid iron analyzing every play like we with the champion. With witty banner and humor, we keep a fun. the fun HD. We always bring the number one highlight taken pockets. We're taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream From
1: hot takes to deep dive. It's a winning regime. Come join the hype. We're not just. Blowing steam, but no.